Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. everybody welcome to big blend radio success express show you know every fourth wednesday we get to chat with ward heinrichs he is a san diego attorney not just an attorney an employment attorney and he talks about all the different issues in regards to employment law in san diego california and also federal uh, employment law and there is a difference. Trust me, he's taught us that over the years. I encourage you to go to his website, bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com, and also keep up with his articles on blendradioandtv.com. So today he's bringing back, you know, this is a thing. We've, we've talked about certain laws and issues over the years, and then all of a sudden one thing is solved and then it's not, and here it is again. We're talking about the independent contractor law, we're talking about Uber and Lyft and courier companies. All again, it's all changed again, and it here it is. So welcome back, Ward. How are you? Boy, I'm doing great, actually. I just can't wait to get into this Prop 22. <laughs> what the hell? What? Okay, I know. We, the AB5, ABC, all these things, right? Yep, yep, so yep. I want you to give everybody a refresher because it's been a few months about the yep. independent contractor law. So they right. understand what the independent, the A, is it the A, which one? A, B, C, A, B, five, feel like I'm back in school. I, um, yeah, it, it's it's an alphabet and okay. I can interpret this alphabet for you. Oh, good. Um, so the, the ABC test is a simplified test that uh, determines who is a, what type of worker, it, uh, determines whether a worker is an independent contractor or an employee. Mm-hmm. Four, California had this complicated 11 factors. It could even have more sometimes. It was a crazy test. Uh, but it certainly did allow more workers to be independent contractors. So back in 2018, the Supreme Court made, made the ABC test, the law for California, in a limited situation, only when there are wage orders involved. So, you know, there's different types of... Um, labor laws and wage orders are one of them and they really uh govern what's happening you know some some basic governance of what's happening in the workplace very okay. basic and then and then the labor code has more expanded uh regulations for the workplace and for other things that are work related not just the workplace so in 2018 the the, the california supreme court said hey we're going to institute this ABC test and doggone it. There's other states that have it and we think it's a great idea and it keeps things simple. And they're right about that. It's simpler. Uh, and, but it's only going to govern the wage orders. That was the dynamics case, 2018. Then the legislature the next year in 2019 said, Hey, we think this is such a great idea. We're going to make it applicable for all the labor code, for uh, work comp, for everything. Um, there are a few exceptions, but mostly that's correct. And so they passed a law in 2019 that said the ABC test is the law of the land for almost everything that's uh, related to labor and employment. That went into effect in 2021, July, January 1, 2021. And that is that law was AB5. That's where we get the AB5. Mm. 
five created the ABC test to be applicable to the whole gamut of labor and employment laws. So, so now, uh, and that's a thing because at, at one point it was like the employers were trying to make independent contractors almost be on time for this to do that and, and kind of treat them like employees. And the independent contractors are saying, no, we're independent contractors, right? So there's this, that was kind of part of this, right? Just to kind of, for people. Yes, but there's another side of that story though. It's not just independent, con you know, people who were independent contractors saying, hey, I th really think I'm an employee. I think I should be. And certainly there was a lot of that out there. Uh, it was much harder to do under the old test. So the new test allowed this to happen more often. Uh, but after the ABC test became the law of the California, then there were many previously independent contractors said, I'm not sure I like this. And Uber and Lyft drivers were one of them. Now, you, you, how many, uh, what percentage? I can't even tell you. The ads had both, you know, ads for Prop 22. That's where we're going with this, Prop 22. Uh, where they had uh, independent contractors said, I love being an independent contractor and do what I want. I can work when I want. Blah, blah, blah. And others said, no, this stinks. We're not getting paid enough and we need protections. We need work comp, you know, all this other stuff. So, the, but I know I even talked to people right, right after ABC, uh, the a AB5 passed and they were pretty worried about it. And they're going, look, this is just not going to work for me in my business. And meaning the worker, the one who's getting paid, the, the, yeah. quote unquote yeah. worker. Um, and so there were a lot of people who were uncomfortable with it, who were actually, they thought were benefiting under the, the old independent contractor test and they, they would prefer being independent contractors. And part of that also led into a, a wider array of exemptions from AB5 and the ABC test, because there were so many groups who uh, in different industries who said, this is not going to work for us. Uh, musicians were one. They said, hey, um, I know that they're not going to hire me for a one gig or a couple of gigs a week. Uh, and by gig, I mean, you know, walking into a studio and playing. That's usually what it was about. But there are other things. Um, and so I'm just better off, you know, getting the work I can and doing what else I do and then playing on Saturday night and doing all these things and having the freedom to do that. So they got a, a larger exemption than they had before. Uh, so those musicians and so but there were a bunch of little industries like that so there were more exemptions so less people were uh, beholden to the abc test and then uber and lyft said wait a second we love how this is working for us we like our workers to be independent contractors mm -hmm. so we're going to put this proposition prop 22 on the ballot for 2020 and we're going to bring our case to the people and they did that and they won. They got like 57 or 58%, if I recall correctly. Um, and so, yeah. And so then all of a sudden, all these people who were thinking they're going to be employees are now no independent contractors. And But it's not even that simple because now everything gets appealed. AB5 gets appealed. Prop 22 gets appealed. <laughs> What has happened just recently, just this month, an appellate – all right, I got to back up a little bit. Last year, 2021, I think it was August of 2021, um, a, a trial court said Prop 22 is unconstitutional, so it doesn't apply. And so Prop 22 is kind of put on hold, and that means Uber and Lyft don't really know what's going on. 
So just la- just this month, on March 13th, um, the appellate court came down with a ruling that said, nope, AB5 is constitutional, and these people are allowed to be independent contractors under Prop 22. So, so you have a, a lower and upper appellate. Prop twenty two is constitutional. So, what yeah. I meant to say. I guess it so, so you have a lower and an upper appellate court, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so we had a trial court. So those aren't called appellate courts. Uh, uh, that's the superior court in California. That's a trial court. So that's where I might go with my client, and we've got a beef with the other side, and we say, Judge. You need to hear our case. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. these take years, but, you know, uh, more than a year for sure. If you get to get that far, and most cases are settled, but let's say it doesn't. So then you go in front of that judge, you put on your evidence and the judge makes a determination or you may have a jury who makes a determination, too. Um, so that's a trial court. That's what a trial court does. And in this case, the trial court made a ruling on the motion that was in front of it to that Prop 22 was unconstitutional. So it said, yes, we agree. Prop 22 is unconstitutional. But then the appellate court gets that case. Because the other side, you know, the other side doesn't have to appeal. No, appellate courts don't have to take up cases. Mm-hmm. But if, if it is appealed, then they'll look at it. And the appellate court said, no, we disagree, trial court. We believe that Prop 22 is constitutional. They didn't make a, a few changes in it, but basically it's it's constitutional. So Uber and Lyft can have independent contractors. That's what that means. Oh wow! So this is, but this I like. If if it was me, as the you know the driver, and and I'm good at driving. By the way, I drive the country back and forth, all around, up and down. Like I could be a truck driver, but I can't. But anyway, that I would want to be independent because I'm always going to have I you know entrepreneurial side of me would be. You don't don't weigh me down. Oh, see, we got our song for the day now. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Don't weigh me down. Don't don't make me an employee. I want to do my own thing, just like the musicians. And a lot of these uh, workers, I think, do it as a sideline to another job. They need to make extra money. Maybe it's alimony money. Maybe it's, hey, I'm building a basement. Or well, you're in California. That's not happening. <laughs> building, I'm building the 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 ultimate man cave. So I'm gonna go get the you know do the Uber Uber job to just go and pay that off or pay bills off. I think we're gonna see more of it through this next you know couple years of that kind of work growing, not slowing down. And I can imagine uber in california which is a massive state with some big cities like la san diego san francisco going don't ruin the people that are doing the job because we won't have a company there in three of the biggest cities really i can understand why uber and lyft were thinking about pulling out at one point uh i guess instead they did the prop thing and they put a lot ton of money into it Mm -hmm. and they were able to prevail and get that exemption from the ab5 abc test um are we going to see the gig economy grow i think so Mm -hmm. but california is doing its best to limit the growth of workers who are independent contractors really it, it is and that's why the abc test became law so there's a tension there. I, I think a, a bigger tension in California than, than a lot of other states. 
where uh, the test is different. They may even have an ABC test, but they may apply it differently. But that's okay. I get it where like if you're in a, if you're being treated, if you're an independent contractor treated as an employee, I get like, screw you. I'm an independent contractor. I kind of like you, we've talked about this on the show, like quite a few times, like, Hey, yeah. you know, don't tell me what time to show up for work and whatever kind of thing. Right. But there's contracts like, you know, there's deadlines on things you promise clients. And so like, I would look at Uber as a client if I was driving for Uber, for example. And if you need to pick up somebody at a specific time, you better pick up that person at that specific time. But don't tell me to come to the office at 9 a.m. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the difference, right? Well, yeah, that's the difference in how the workers are treated and can perform. Um, again, I'm not sure California loves a lot of that. Right, but, I really got to say. But this is insane because California Dreaming is about being independent, independent thinkers. Look at, I don't know what's going on, dude. <laughs> well, no, the legislature in California tends to be uh, what I would Google say is pretty liberal. Facebook. Google and Facebook is in your backyard. Well, no, we have big companies. And I think that protects the legislature, too, from making more regulations because they say, hey, these big companies aren't going to leave. So we're going to still have this great economy. and We have a good economy. Um, but it does squeeze the small businesses. And so I, I have I, I do more work with small businesses than I do with big businesses. Yeah, like so we do. I, yeah. I've seen them, you know, they have to raise their prices, do all this thing because because, well, not just because of regulation, of course, it's the economy, but part of it is regulation. It's mm -hmm. heavily regulated in California. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, but, it, you know, there's a, again, there's a tension there. Do you want to protect workers more? Is that a good thing? Is it, it, can it be too much of a thing? And if it's not, then maybe we need to protect them more. And so I would say that our legislature tends to be more protectionist of the workers. Which and, is good. and AB5 is part of that um, because they say, hey, if you're an employee, you have more protections built in the law. If you're an independent contractor, there's not much there. So you, how you can do work for less than minimum wage as an independent contractor and it's legal. Put it that way. But, but independent contracting is the stepstone to entrepreneurship and, and small business. Again, there's a tension there. Um, do you, does independent contracting give more freedom? Yeah, it does. It, it certainly does. Is that important for you? Certainly it is. Is it important for everyone? Uh, I, but California is expensive too. So some people may have to get a second gig, right? Have their full-time job in a second gig. And it's not sometimes about a man cave. Sometimes it's, I need to pay for school for my kids, college, you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of people go to these side jobs and and I mean God Uber and and Lyft and DoorDash and people like that during the pandemic where were we without them? Um, I look at people that are you know um, elderly that are still functional but not necessarily going to drive themselves somewhere. These services are like amazing for them. They're able to get food deliveries. They're able yep. you know so you're right. There, there's some things here that are. It's just, ah, yeah, you're right. Tension is a good word, but it seems like Uber and Lyft and all of them came back with kind of a little bit of a balance in the in the mix too with saying, okay, we'll give a little bit more 
to the independent contractor. Am I reading that part right about this 120% of minimum wage? Like explain that stuff because- Yeah, so the- And everyone wants an article, let me just let people know, the article outlining this better than I can is on blendradioandtv.com so you can read it right there. But you, yeah, tell everybody about what they kind of gave back, not just, they didn't just fight and put right. like $200 million into it. They still are giving more into it. Well, and you got to remember that the proposition process is taking the issue b before the voters. So yeah. the, the voters passed it. So it was. Ah, it, see, that's it's, different. It's the yeah. majority will. It seems like it's the majority will. So, um, but part of the Prop 22 was sweetening the deal for independent contractors. So what they included in, in Prop 22 was uh, a, an increase in minimum wage. So they they those drivers must get 120% of minimum wage, whatever it is. Um, they get a stipend for healthcare as well, depending on how many hours they drive. Uh, and there's different amounts of stipends that they can get depending on those hours. Um, there's something similar to work comp. Um, so uh, Prop 22 provided for um, lost wages and um, hospital care, uh, medical care for people who get in accidents on, mm -hmm. on the job. So there's more benefits than the normal independent contractor would get built into Prop 22. So those drivers will, ben will benefit because of the extra goodies that were put into Prop 22. Okay, so this is better. It seems like it's getting better, right? How do you feel about it? I mean- I, I think it's pretty good. Um, Balance. It's a little balance. Yeah, a balance. That's the word I was looking for. And I couldn't come up with. Yes, no balance. It is because uh, I really I did talk to clients when AB uh, five was passed, and they're going, mm -hmm. "I don't want this. I don't want to be an employee. Yeah. This is going to make it harder for me to do what I need to do." Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I heard it multiple times. And it kind of depends on the industry. I think there's a lot of industries where you didn't have that many people saying that. But on in certain industries, and we were talking before about the musicians, they were one, and they got an exemption just recently. Mm -hmm. uh, the governor signed a, a, a new law that created more exemptions to AB five, so you, you didn't you didn't have to follow a, the ABC test with these types of industries. So I heard a lot of it, and we saw more exemptions and Prop 22 really is just another exemption. Oh, That's really so, what it is. So what happens from here? Is this all like set in stone? Like it doesn't seem like anything's ever really 100% set in stone. because <laughs> It's like science, right? Science says this and then it's like, okay, no, you can drink coffee. It's okay. Then like 10 days later, no, you can't. I don't care. I'm drinking the damn coffee because otherwise I'm, I'm mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean in the morning. Right, but, right, right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's always going to change. Science and law is always going to change because science, everybody's always learning new stuff and things always change. Law, it's about the people, right? Well, yeah, laws change because, uh, well, there's a couple different reasons, but one is the legislature passes new, passes new laws. The people want those laws, you know, hopefully. Uh, they want new things to be happening. We have new industries that need to be regulated, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and then the courts interpret those laws. So the courts, you know, they kind of create law. It's not like the legislature, but they do, depending on how definitive and broad the rulings are, can really kind of change a law around a little bit. So anyway. So yeah. is this going to transform again? Are we going to have another conversation? Oh. 
Do you think on this? Yeah, it's possible, honestly, because uh, it gets complicated. Um, now, does AB5, or, there's something called, um, can does AB5 apply to cases that happened before AB5? Does dynamics oh. apply to ca cases that happened before, dynam before See, dynamics? This is kind of like Biden's thing with the college bills. And so this issue is still being played. Um, the dynamic, the Supreme Court said the dynamics ruling is retroactive. Okay. So that it can apply to cases that happened before the ruling. It said that was just um that we just told you what the law had always been. No one had asked us that question before. Essentially. Wow. But AB5 clearly says that it doesn't apply beforehand, which is typical of legislation. You don't, mm. it's ex post facto. You know, you, you, you have to apply it from today forward, not backwards. Oh. So then the question is, well, does AB5 displace the dynamics ruling and if it does, doesn't that mean that you can't go back, that the law doesn't apply before dynamics? See, okay. See, but so this that's, is the thing. that's the yeah. thing that's still up in the air. But, See, that's, I think, what Biden's having a hard time with the student loans, is he wants to go back instead of forwards. <laughs> you can't, I mean. Okay. Well, you know well, what I mean? He, he, he wants was, to forgive them, right? Yeah, but he was going back and forgive the ones before the, and behind Instead of looking, oh, he wanted at, oh. at the beginning, right? Him and Bernie Sanders wanted to like alleviate student loan kind of deals. Oh, I forgot like, about that. Yeah, Bernie did yeah, come out. And say that. Yeah, yeah, Bernie and him, both of them. Well, I think he tagged onto it, right? Or whatever. Don't get mad at me. I'm just going on what I've heard, you know. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the political real pundit here, but it's kind of that same thing of now, like people are going, oh yeah, we want kids to have a fair share of not like going into debt and never getting out of it for the rest of their lives. That does kind of suck. I mean, college, it, it is really expensive compared to 20 years ago. It's kind of ridiculous. Oh yeah. No, I it mean, is. You know, your, your father, you know, it's kind of damn ridiculous, but yeah. now what about the people who just work their asses off to pay off their bill? Like, are you going to say, sorry, like you paid it off. Good for you. But your, your neighbor in your dorm, well, we just gave them, you know, a free, yeah. Ride. So that's yeah. kind of this weird thing about the student loan, but it's kind of in a weird way similar in that if you go backwards, it's kind of, you can't really go back. I mean, you just have to sometimes move forward and go through the slush and that's what spring is about. So happy spring. <laughs> yeah, happy spring. Way to tie that all together. Whew, what I a know. nice bow. I know, hey? Right yeah, well, shoot, there is a similarity. Yeah, going backwards and making laws applicable before they're changed. Ah, we don't really like hurt. We yeah, do but people, like no matter what, people get hurt in the in the middle. No matter what. Yeah, and in the situation you're talking about, yeah, someone paid the 50 grand back and it really hurt and yeah. someone else just gets it forgiven. Is that fair? Boy, it doesn't sound fair. But but like, OK, so like, you know, our friend Michael Ely, who's, you know, on our shows for years when his partner Spider passed away, he didn't get Social Security and they were together for over 38 years. They got married and Spider died six months later. And it was only when marriage was legal where they uh, did they get, as soon as it was legal, they got married. 
but because you know they were gay they weren't allowed to marry they get married the day that but they were married for years 38 freaking years i don't know who can do it but they did it you know and then yeah, he dies them. from cancer and then doesn't get the social security because they were gay and not married long enough under american law but it took they had to go through yeah the, the Trump well era, history's and filled they, with things like that but they got they he won he won and it took supreme court and just keep going and getting class action like you know you know about it. and finally they actually won and got it like hey there was this time period and this needs to be rectified because some people you know dedicated their lives with the, their spouse you know so that was just a thing that laws get made and sometimes you do have to go back but it's for not everybody in the world, you know what I mean? But that specific time, that was a specific time. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. I it's mean, a, you know, you, you try to do what's right in each yeah. case by case, but sometimes you're, you're not allowed to because like, well, there's many different reasons, but one would be, well, if this law didn't apply to you, then I'm sorry, we're just not going to be able to make this work. So that does happen. I mean, it Boom, just it does stamp. happen. All right, so I want to get on to legalese ward. All right, we, let's do legalese. We love the legalese. Okay, so you know it's so funny. The appellate, you know, appellate, appellate, appellate. Ward, like yes. appellate. So Nancy and the reason why I, I threw these out there was say, because because Castellanos versus California was an appellate decision that allowed Prop Twenty Two. So you know, that's why we're doing the appellate stuff. But I want to say appellate. Because like we were in the Appalachians, and if you don't say oh, Appalachia, they'll throw an Appalachia. Well, because we've been in the Appalachian. Oh, region. okay. So you picked so, up the the accent. Yeah. So I I get that's why uh, I can't pronounce anything because we I just too All many. Right. Wait. Listen to me. Appellate. Appellate. Nancy yes, said. I love like it. Nancy told me to say because she she's before we got on here and she says hi. She goes, Lisa, remember rabbit pellets? It's a pellet. Like how you'd feed a bunny. Great mnemonic device. I no, like it. Nancy, Nancy's got it, man. You know, she's like that lady right. is sharp. She is, man, and and she hates not being on the show today. But hey, everybody, we have a new magazine coming out in a few days. So, um, writ. Um, uh, come on, let me. I'm going to pronounce this just because it's fun. It sounds like opera. Like all these these terms, like should be in an opera. Writ of certiorari. <laughs> that's pretty good actually and most people just really shorten it down to writ of certiorari they, they, okay, they just bunch the move. bunch all those vowels together in ours all right. writ of certiorari yeah, okay but there's there's actually a couple syllables in there and i'm sure i bunch together so yes writ of certiorari um now this means uh, i wrote it down because i don't where, know where are you going to actually even see this where who sees this you, the, oh, the attorneys. Well, all right. Who so it means to stuff? be certain. And in, in oh, history, they to used to use Latin to say, yeah, it was a pronunciation. To be certain that this issue is uh, developed properly, is, we are going is... to send this to the court of, we're going to, oh no, actually demand that the lower court send up the record to us so we can oh. look at it on appeal. And that's what it really means. It means what you do is you petition the Supreme Court for a writ of certiorari. And if they say, yes, we're going to do that, they send a writ down to the lower court saying, send us the case file. 
essentially. Stop hiding the stuff. The official record. Well, yeah. not hiding it. I mean, you know, the, the know court made stop, it and the trial court hoarding. made it. Stop hoarding it. Yes, we need it because we're because you guys got it wrong and we're going to tell you why. So that's, uh, that's so everybody. It's an even playing field. Everybody has to have all the information. Yeah, you got to remember. All right. Yeah. So when you do a trial, we were talking about trials earlier. Yeah. Um, usually you have a court reporter there and there's other devices now, uh, um, microphones and other things that record what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And there are motions that are, are happening and things that are decided in court rulings. And so all that becomes part of the record. And before you can take it up on appeal, you got to say, court reporter, please make this record. So they transcribe everything and they gather all the motions and they put it in, you know, it used to be in a big box, you know, boxes. Oh my God. Depends on what the case was. And then they'd send all those boxes up to the court of appeal. Uh, and then the court of appeal would look at the record and decide whether the law was all they it's just a legal court. They don't decide facts. They don't they only look at the facts that they're given and then decide whether the court made the right rulings or the jury made the right finding. And so that's what an appellate court does. The Supreme Court is a type of appellate court. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court writes a writ down to the appellate court, though, because the appellate court's already got it and already made a ruling. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court says, Put the record together. You got to add some stuff because you've got the appellate record now. You, I know you already have the trial record, so we need that and we need your appellate record. And then we're going to look at this whole thing and tell you if you're wrong and if you're wrong, how you're wrong. Oh, wow. So this is this is kind of like the medical system in a weird way. Try to get your records. <laughs> so, yeah. And usually so, it's from the Supreme Court. You see that all the time with the United States Supreme yeah. Court. So when when you're in a trial... Are you the person who has to say, hey, document this. I want this documented. Or is it the judge who says that? Or oh, well, is it just- most things are automatically documented. So if you got a court okay. reporter, they're, they're writing everything down. Everything okay. that's said is written down. Now, you know, is it perfect? People talk yeah. over each other. La-di-da-da, you know, so, so mistakes so it's like can our radio happen. shows. <laughs> yes. Give <laughs> me a chance to say to, something. Do you see? But you see how good you are at it? You're like, no, no, I'm the lawyer. Wait, <laughs> wait. I got a good closing statement. But this is, but it's interesting. And I think, so are they still having sketch artists in a courtroom to this day? I think so. I think I've seen some, it's, you know, fairly recently. Where... I think it's really, it's wild, isn't it? Like how art is part of that. And like, no, and, and journalists aren't allowed in a lot of things anymore. Video, but then... They did for, I was going to say, Johnny Appleseed, um, Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard thing. So who knows? Like, it's weird. Like, what gets allowed? Yeah, the, the, the rule is that courts are open to the public. So the court has to make a, an order closing it to the public. So there, And there has to be a really good reason to do that. So most, what you see is, though, on a big case like the Depp case, they'll limit the number of people who can come in. They're not going to have people standing in the aisle and stuff. So, you know, people take numbers and, you know, you're ABC, come on in, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, But basically courts are open to the public. You could just walk down to the courthouse now and you could go see a trial if you want. It's like when people get bad at doing uh, jury duty, like I, you know, for business wise at times, it's like, no, I can't do it. But Honestly, like I want to be in there and see what's going down. It's it's interesting what what goes on. You it know? is kind of interesting. It, yeah, it's like it's good gossip. I mean, you get good gossip like being an attorney. Then you can't share it though. That's the bummer. <laughs> Privileged, so, yes. Tell me the amicus curiae. Ah, amicus curiae. 
Oh, I was close. Okay. Yeah, we run again, run those vowels together a little bit. That means friend of the court. And that's where usually appellate court, and you'll see it a lot in the in the Supreme Courts, will say, Hey, we want other um parties who aren't part of this case who have an interest in this case to tell us why what they think is important about this case and why so it's mm. they're asking for another brief and usually it's brought on by a petition you know what some party will say maybe a plaintiff's attorney will say hey this is a big wage and hour case and I really want the court to hear what I have to say about this because to me it's critical. You know, mm-hmm. meal periods are super critical. We've had them in California for years. They want to change it. You know, whatever. I'm making that up, but so then they would petition the court and say, "Hey, I would, would like to write a, a, an amicus curiae brief." And the court says yes or no. And sometimes the court will invite them though. They'll invite them to write an amicus curiae, and then they'll gather these extra briefs, see the position of this different. Um, group that has an interest in the case for because it, it, it affects their industry usually and they'll take that into consideration they'll take that perspective into consideration right. and make a final ruling so it's kind of almost like what uber and, and lyft and everybody did it but even though they were involved in it it's like somebody came in and said hey um we're the people that stand up for wanting our doordash deliveries because we can't drive and so we need them and whatever they need, we want, you know, yeah, I'm just making it up. hypothetically. Well, and that could happen. In fact, I know that the Castellanos case did have uh, amicus curiae briefs. I'm just not sure of all the industries that mm-hmm. put into it, but maybe there were parties who uh, were you know, um, different app based driver driving things that mm-hmm. weren't part of this case. And they said, hey, we think this is important, too. So we want to let you know why we think it's important. See, yeah, it's kind of like a different form of a witness in a way. In a way, because again, remember, this is a pellet. So all the witnesses have already testified. So you're not going to have new testimony usually Mm -hmm. on the appellate level. But you're able to file a brief saying, based on the record that we see, we think this is this affects us. Here's why. And we think it should that you should rule this way. So it's really a legal brief. I dig it. It's argument. I, I think I think it's important to have those in there, you know, because that's kind of can help a case like. Oh, yeah. That's, no, that's I agree. Important. It's got to yeah. be the right case. And most most cases, they don't ask for amicus curiae briefs because they're nice, not important enough. You know, it's, it's it's always important, but it's not that big of an issue. But on mm-hmm. big issues like Prop 22. Yeah, there's going to be. Amicus yeah. curiae briefs. there's got to be that. And so does it are you limited to how many you can get? No. Or, or, Oh, I mean, wow. the court so will limit can... it. The, the, the court will say, you know, we want you, 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 you. Uh, so they'll do a limit. They're not going to take, not anyone off the street can write a brief, put it that right. way. Right. No, no. But that's what I'm saying. And nobody, I mean, and legally, you don't want a bunch of, you know, you want the right people to represent, right? So yes. that that's the thing. But if the other side does diddly and you come in like, hello, I got all of this and they're all verified good, like then you're kind of looking like the other side may be right. You know what I mean? It's like a testimonial. Maybe so. Testimonial. I'm just maybe so. I'm not going to disagree. I think this is cool. I didn't know about all this stuff going on. Okay, well, that's why so we I want to say stare decisis. Sorry, is it going to be sorry? What, what are we? What I mean, geez, what is this? Okay, go for it. 
It's always Latin, except for the last one is French, but we're we're not okay. there. This is Starry Decisis. And you've heard this before. Okay, go, go. Yes. You've you've heard this before. you know, you hear it in the news every once in a while. Starry decisis. Um and that means let the last ruling stand or let or let the last decision stand. Oh. Um and that's the Latin. But what it really means is courts uh, should pay attention and pay heed to precedent. Oh, pay so, attention, court. <laughs> so, well, what you've ruled on before for the Supreme Court, um, stare decisis means, well, what you've ruled on in the past should really have a major effect on what you're ruling today. And what we, so when they overturned Roe v. Wade, mm -hmm. one of the big criticisms was, they aren't using stare decisis. They aren't paying attention to the old precedent. The old precedent was Roe v. Wade. Abortion, uh, uh, abortion is a national law. You're allowed to have it. When they overturned it, the criticism is you didn't listen to the precedent. The precedent's already there. Uh, abortion should be illegal throughout the country. That's starry decisis. So they, so the criticism is they ignored the starry decisis. They ignored the precedent. But this was so many years ago. Isn't this wild? Talk about going backwards. Oh. Well, you do. Oh, in this case, you do. Um, and they'll go back. I've seen cases where they talk about law that was made hundreds of years ago in in England. And they'll go, well, back in England, it was like this. And so they're they're really going through the history of it. Um, but some things well, should be changed, and, and I'm not going to get into the abort. That's a whole other personal thing between everybody. But so, like things like slavery, like that had a, had to be changed. That hey, you can't just own people. You know what I mean? So at some point, you have to right. Change and the they're laws. that they're okay. So changing law is different than stare decisis, though. Stare okay, decisis yeah. means whatever the court has decided before, basically. So it's not legislature's yeah. passing <laughs> law or it's not new um constitutional yeah. amendments like 13th 14th 15th 15th amendments which outlawed slavery right that's um, right that's right so yeah. that's a little different but there is story decisis used in some of those slave cases because um oh gosh what are those names? so famous cases i'm not remembering one said um you can have separate but equal you know separate schools mm -hmm. one for folk who are from Africa and one for folk who aren't. Mm -hmm. But then the next case, oh, it's Brown. Brown versus, oh, Brown uh, Topeka. versus Ford. Oh, Board Topeka. of Topeka, yeah. Um, and then they came by and said, no, that's not the law. It has to be equal. And then, and it not only, but not separate. Separate's not right. You got to have it right. You got to put this together. And then, then we had busing in the 70s. And that was yep. partly partly because of that decision. Um, uh, yeah, I've been to. We went to Little Rock, um, the high school there, where that whole thing went down. Um, huh, is this Brown versus Port? I'm going to get the wrong thing, but so the the Little Rock Nine went to school, and the president had to step in, the National Guard had to step in because oh, of all yeah. the people right, came right, right. after the black kids and not wanting them to go to school, and so the military stepped in and said. Oh, you're gonna step back, and right? Got him, you know. I mean, it was that was that's intense, man. That's some intense things, and so I don't think you know. It's like law, like again, like we were saying in the beginning, like it's like science. There's always these steps. It's gonna go forwards, backwards, forwards, forwards, backwards. I mean, how many environmental bills we've talked about on shows, and 
push for votes, you know, don't mind the, you know, don't mind the Grand Canyon. This is a national treasure and so many reasons why you don't mind the Grand Canyon when none of it is going to this country. It's all going to China. We did all these cases, everything passed. And then five years later, here comes somebody starting up again. We're like, oh, didn't we just win this? No, it's starting all over again. And you've got to feel that way as a lawyer. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, and I was talking about Brown, uh, Brown versus the Board of Education, and I think Ferguson, Ferguson versus Plessy was the one before that that mm -hmm. outlawed or made separate but equal. Um, that's an example of precedent not followed, but mm -hmm. we all agree with it. We okay. say, hey, you know, stare decisis says you should find uh, you should keep these separate but equal because that's what was decided by for, before Supreme Court. So you should keep it the same. But there is precedent also to there are certain times when you want to change precedent. And so you can argue, well, this is one of those times where we should change stare decisis and change the precedent and not not go separate but equal anymore, but have united schools. So what a huge chess game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for you as a lawyer, when you go into a case and if it gets into I know we've talked about like, okay, you don't sometimes want to go to trial and then sometimes you really, it, it, it really deserves to go to trial, right? There's these lines of when and when not, but like when you're putting together for something as big, that's going to need to be a trial. Um, do you start looking at that kind of like the starry decisis, however you pronounce it? Do you uh, start looking, I mean, that comes later, but I mean, yeah, it really comes later at, at I mean, trial. It, you're putting on facts. And yes, you talk about law. You, you really do. Your, your opening statement usually has something to do with law. And before the judge is making ruling on motions, we call them in limine motions. They're really evidence motions. Um, so the law is very important, but it's less important at the trial level than it is at the appellate level where all they're looking at is, well, here's the facts. We got those. What happened. We're not changing that, but we're going to tell you whether you interpret the law uh, fairly under these facts. So what... The, I think the bigger job of a trial attorney is to put on the evidence in the most effective way to convince the jury or judge that your client should win. Mm. That's that's how, how I really look at it. But law is important. That? It's not but like you don't you, talk about law. How do you do it if you think that your client's lying? Oh, did I say that? Okay. <laughs> that's a whole other well, deal. Yikes, oh, you know, we will right, save yeah. that for another show. Yeah, I'll another show. What what do you do when your client's lying? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. I know you did really good there. You did really good there. <laughs> okay, so and bunk. I want to make this a wine. Oh. You mean on bonk? On bonk. Okay. I should just you know, I just yeah. want it to be, you know, chablanc. You, you can do whatever you want, but okay, the court's going to say, on, on. hey, this means that it, it, it's French and it means the bench. Oh. And what and the idea is I want my wine on a bench. And well, it, that's that's one idea. And I'm not going to challenge it. I'm going to let it sit there. <laughs> but uh, in court, it means that all the judge, all the appellate judges come together and make a decision. So and you'll see this. I, I see it all the time. I notice it because I'm kind of aware of this stuff, obviously. Um, but, the, uh, you'll send it, let's say you'll appeal a case from the federal trial court, district court to the ninth circuit court of appeal. That's where we are. And usually three judges will, 
uh, here, here, well, rule on the case. You know, they gather all the, the, all, the whole, all right, so all the record comes up, they look at the whole record, and then they make a ruling based on how they see the law. Okay. But if you do have the option of saying, well, we don't like how that turned out, three judges. So, and we don't want to send it up to the uh, Supreme Court yet because, you know, they can deny us writ. So the Supreme Court does uh, not have right. to do, yeah, the writ of certiorari. Uh, they don't have to grant it. They can deny it. They can say, no, we're not going to do it. The petition on writ is denied. They do it all the time, actually, um, because they don't have enough time to hear all the cases in the United States. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to ask that all the judges who sit on the Ninth Circuit, so it's more than three, it's, oh gosh, I forget how many it is now, 12, 13, 14, 15, something, you know, a bunch of judges. Um, we're going we're gonna to ask that all those judges listen to this case and decide it because we think they're going to change that we we think they're going to change the ruling that the three of you just made so that's the idea on bonk you're asking the whole bench all the all the uh judges on the bench to come forward and listen to this case wow that's like that could i mean can judges get pissed off at you for doing something like that and then like go when you come yes, judges can get it, I mean that's what, that's what I'm saying can't like judge like can you I mean you see that on TV shows right like law and order is like don't piss off the judge because next time he's not going to be looking at you so well and could like ruin your next case kind of deal but then we have to look at actual justice right and judges and attorneys all swear by justice so but still judges can get pissed off at you so like you only do that when you really need to pull it right well, I don't. I don't think most judges take offense if they get appealed. You know, they understand the process. They they usually were attorneys before, and they they get the process. So I don't think they're offended by it. Um, is it possible that one of the members of the three uh, panel, three member panel, could take offense that you want to hear it on bunk? I guess it's possible. I wouldn't but worry about that. But you have to get to have three, though, right? So it has already gone through a series of things. So it's like three versus yeah, going you, to one. Three, so three judges have already heard the case and, and rendered an opinion. Yes, that's already happened. Okay. So okay, then one of the options is to, rather than doing the writ of certiorari, is to ask all the judges to sit and hear this case because we think it was decided wrong. Mm. That's really what you're doing. You're saying I I don't th I think the three judges got it wrong, mm. but See? I think the seventeen judges are going to get it right. See, oh, and they don't have to do it though. They they can deny your writ for on bond hearing, yeah, or petition for on bond hearing. Oh wow, wow! So like you guys have to go through a series of asks to to make things work towards your client. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, really, when you think about all these, like it goes to case and then it's like, well, it's over, but it's not quite over. So there's, it's never quite over, is it? Once a hearing is done. Well, uh, well that's, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, it, of I course, mean, things can be appealed one, and, yeah. they, and they can be, you know, appealed all the way up to the Supreme Court, depending on the type of case it is. Um, and, but even when it's sent back and the court said, Here's what the law is. Here's what you guys need to do. 
sometimes it's still not quite over. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. Um, have another issue that pops up and that may go up on a bill. Uh, so yeah, it's not always done, but honestly, most cases don't get appealed. Mm. So most of them are done at the trial level. Um, those that do get appealed, most of them, you know, they're going to, there's going to be a definitive ruling, but I just told you, you know, in Castellanos case, yeah. well, yeah, it didn't address all the issues. We don't know uh, whether uh, there's retroactivity in this case or not for sure. It's not totally clear. Um, so, you know, things like that happen where it's not completely clear. So how do we handle that? Wow. Well, what a day, Lord. I thought yeah, we were just going to talk legalese today. You know, easy legalese, not like, you know, on Blanc with my wine. <laughs> I, I know, that's on Blanc. I'm going to sit on my bench with my bottle of Chablanc and call up three judges and say, what the hell did you do? And they're like, get out of my court. That means <laughs> on the, well, Blanc means white. Bench. So that means on the white. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, but you mean on the white wine. So that means you're probably Chen, sitting Chen on the white wine. That's what Chenin that Blanc. Yeah, Chenin Blanc is good. Yeah. All mine is, well, not all, you know, you know, it's all good. It's all good in the woods. But this is what a good conversation. And wow, I mean, I, you know, you said just wait. You, you said, I remember the last time we talked about, you know, the independent contractor thing with Uber and Lyft. You said, just wait. We'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, Yep. Just as you forget about it, it's like, hello, we're yep. here. So is it safe to say the courts are running again after COVID? <laughs> well, that, <laughs> oh. that had nothing to do with Prop 22. So, all right, I know, but you know what I mean? It takes time you yeah. know what I mean? for things to, to get back into to a normal swing of things. But uh, everyone, keep up with Ward at bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. He's here every fourth Wednesday. You can read his articles on Blend Radio and TV.com. You can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, Ward. Always learn so much. And uh, I do want to have some wine now. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, and you deserve <laughs> some. That was... <laughs> That I got a lesson. Mouthful. I learned. I learned. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>